Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 20 of the I Do Wedding Marketing Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about what to do when you get a bad review and the five things I think you should consider regarding negative reviews. Now, my name is Nina Adio, and I'd like to thank you for allowing this podcast into your earbuds, your Bluetooth, your car radio, wherever you are listening from. On the I Do Wedding Marketing Podcast, I discuss tips and tricks for wedding pros to DIY their social media or to gain the confidence to outsource it. So before we get started talking about reviews, I wanted to let you know I have a very special guest coming on this week for a bonus Friday episode. I'm going to be speaking with Carissa Cruz Weddings, who helps wedding professionals simplify their wedding business, get leads in their business, and take control of their marketing. For those who are not ready to outsource their marketing full-time with me, Carissa is your answer. So if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, now is a great time to do it so you won't miss that interview. I think it's going to be really impactful for the audience we have here. So today I want to talk about reviews. And this episode was inspired by my good friend who left a review on a yoga studio that she did not feel welcomed at. She left a one-star Google review with no words, so it was just a star ranking. The yoga studio welcomed her to come back at no cost to give them the opportunity to change their review. Fine, that's a great strategy. I know for us, who where we have a one-time service professionals, we may not get to welcome them back at no charge, but keep listening. So my friend did not respond as she had no interest in going back. And then the yoga studio reached out again and then again. And then again, and finally, my friend got so annoyed that she decided to verbalize her experience in her review rather than just leave the star ranking. So, uh, you know, this hearing this feedback in this situation made me want to talk about this further and to talk about what we can and should do in these situations. Because as a wedding professional, services are at a high price point. So reviews are incredibly important. But I want you to to remember this, people can tell when there is a review that lacks legitimacy. And I bring that up because my first point is this. Number one, don't sweat the small stuff. I'm not saying that to invalidate the sting or the impact of a bad review, but I've also seen businesses survive despite a bad review. You can rise above it and, you know, think about this yoga studio. Was the one star review with no comments worth what ended up happening, which was getting an even more annoyed reviewer, you know? So think about that and also think about how you respond because how you respond can impact the lifespan of the review. So that leads to my point two, which is keep responses vague and professional. So here's an example. I once saw a bride review a photographer that she used for her wedding, and she was disappointed with the photos and some shots that she was hoping for that weren't in and the way he edited some of the imagery. So the photographer responded to the review saying he disagreed with her. But what he did that I really didn't like was he left a link to her entire wedding album. I mean, this include her intimate getting ready photos, her family photos, photos of her grandma, everything. So based on his response alone, I would not book this photographer. 
knowing that if I had a bad experience that he would post my entire gallery, including intimate family photos online, spoke volumes to me. So what, what would I do instead? A good response may have been along the lines of, I would say, with over 10 years in the wedding photography business, we understand the importance of your wedding photos. That is why we stand behind our skill work and imagery at our photography studio. We welcome clients to view our portfolios on our website and encourage you to message us directly so that we can personally discuss your concerns with your album, as we felt your images were a beautiful representation of what was an incredible day. A response like this gives the customer viewing the review hope that it was the bride who was wrong and not you. Responding to a caddy review with cattiness just brings you down to that level. Take a high responsible road. Allow customers to see that you are welcoming the bride to communicate further to make things right. Which leads to my next point. Take the discussion off social media. Invite the negative reviewer to contact you directly so that you can discuss the matter personally. This is where all discussions and negotiations should take place because a back and forth conversation on a review can become drama and not productive and also gives the opportunity for the negative reviewer to continue their negative rantings. So I have another example of a review response, and this was to a review that I left and I've kept this review up. It was on a vendor who took money from me and never gave me a contract. This was the first vendor I ever booked in my life. And so I felt they took advantage of my lack of experience. They responded to my review with slander, called my boss with the same fabrications and exposed in their review response that they would respond to any review by stating negative, hurtful things about a bride. You know, they said really bad things about me, where I worked and things I said that I didn't in actuality say. But by saying bad things about me personally, whether true or not, she made future brides and grooms even more cautious as opposed to if she left a vague response, encouraging couples that this was not her norm. So when you respond to a review, you should not be thinking solely about telling your side. You should also be thinking about how future bookings will respond to what you are saying. So even though when you're responding, you're thinking about that couple, that bride, that booking, you really want to also be thinking about your future bookings and what they're going to think about what you're saying. Because whenever I see a vendor and couple interaction where they're using hurtful terms or kind of behaving catty, I don't want to be involved in either way. Then I don't want to give the, the vendor the benefit of the doubt at all. You know, so you have to be careful with that. So my next point, point four, is consider what's worth your time. When I'm looking up a venue or site, if I see a one-star review with no comments, I don't pay it much attention. I mean, let's think of the yoga studio. I'm sure to them, they want that five-star Google review, and I get it. But would I have looked up their places, saw these good written reviews, and saw one blank one-star not gone? Probably not, because I would think it could be a competitor, a hater, someone who just wants to mess with their numbers and so forth. So to do what the yoga studio did and continually badger the reviewer may not be worth the effort for a review with no context. You can overcome a review like that. So there is no, because there's no weight to it. So really think about is the response and action you're taking worth your time? Sending the initial outreach, you know, fine, maybe doing it again in a month, 
but to do daily follow-ups on something that has no no words, no context to it, it's not worth your time. And the next thing I want to say, my point five, is to think twice before you submit a review yourself. I was once so passionate about the bride experience my friends have that if I felt like a venue didn't live up to to what I felt they deserved, I'd review it. And uh, my friends didn't like that. And then, you know, now fast forward to all these years later, and I'm a freelancer in the industry instead of working in-house for a venue. So having negative reviews floating around was no longer ideal. Um, and I erased them all except for that one. But uh, especially because back then you could have usernames and things like that. But today, many reviews take place on sites like Google or Facebook where it has your first and last name. So you don't want to leave anything that you don't want associated with yourself online. So reviews can be a positive, wonderful thing. So I'll be back with another episode where we're going to talk about the positive side of reviews. We're going to talk about how to curate them and get them and why they can be so amazing and the different places people are turning to nowadays for reviews. So that will be coming up on here soon. But speaking of reviews, if you enjoyed this today, I encourage you to leave an Apple podcast review as it means a lot to me, helps more professionals to find this podcast. And because I don't think I can respond on them either way. So you're in the clear. <laughs> Don't forget that I do wedding marketing is expanding and we have slots available for full service social media marketing services. So you can learn more about that on my website. New episodes of the I Do Wedding Marketing podcast come on Wednesdays. I'm also live on my Instagram frequently, usually on Wednesdays. So be sure to look out for that. You can learn more about I Do Wedding Marketing and inquire about working together at www.idoweddingmarketing.com. Thanks for being here and until next week.